Welcome to the Dealmakers Coffee Break, where we talk to industry pros about their success stories, deals, and market insights in just enough time for you to enjoy a cup of coffee. So grab your mug and join us for a chat with the people behind the deals. I'm Asaf Raz. Let's go. So welcome to another episode of the Dealmakers Coffee Break Edition. And today with me, I have Asan Dardia from Dahadi Private Equity Group. They are a very special private equity group focused on several asset classes in real estate. Uh, Asan has the years, years and years of experience, and he's in charge of uh, investor relations and marketing within Dahani uh, Private Equity Group. And uh, Asan, yes, please take it away. Tell us about yourself and we'll take it from there. Absolutely. Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Asan Daradia. I'm leading investor relations and marketing here at the Nani Private Equity Group. My experience kind of spans over the past 10 years. I spent a couple of the first couple of years of my career in corporate finance. And then I moved over to consulting for about three or four years. I was working at uh, Ernst & Young and uh, PricewaterhouseCooper. And then the next two years, I was actually uh, in Los Angeles working at Uber Corporate, where I was doing rider operations across US and Canada. Now, after COVID, kind of made the switch into real estate. My family here, actually, we actually run a family company here in Houston. We are a private syndicator of friends and family. So we find the deals, we raise money, we buy really, really great priced assets here in the Houston market and actually all across the US as well. Over the past 10 years, we've done over 100 projects. Uh, knock on wood, we have not lost a single dollar in any project. Our returns are all over the map. Our lowest return is 7.7% and our highest return is 178.8%. And that is the IRR. So that's annual. On average though, 20 to 35% IRR, that is that is our sweet spot. You know, really, really great to be in the real estate game. I mean, the markets have changed a lot, but it's always great to be able to find people that are wanting to invest and also build their wealth at the same time. So we're happy to do that. We're happy to lead the way and to help educate our investors and to help them make really great returns on their, on their investment. I love that. I feel like it's, um, it's like the ultimate goal of everybody, but everybody has a different way of doing that. And especially when you're navigating, you know, the difference between the last, let's say 13, 14 years of how the market looked like a very bullish market, right? Interest rates were super low, was just a little bit easier, probably for a lot of people. And then I feel like at this time, the strategy or the uniqueness of, of each firm really kind of stands out as a differentiator when it comes to dealing with this kind of interest rate environment and generally just higher prices with everything. So yeah, we talked about strategy. So what is your investment strategy? How do you get to such great numbers and how is it so unique and successful? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, let me first kind of talk about a little bit about what makes our firm unique and then I'll kind of talk about the asset and strategy. What makes us unique is that we stand on three fundamentals. And the first one is that we don't charge any promote fees. We are a true partnership setting. So there is no waterfall distribution. If you put in 100K, you will get your 100K plus profit back. There's no fees taken out. Uh-huh. The second thing is that the, there is full transparency of the company. So we are the only company that I know of that provides monthly bank statements to everybody. So you're not only just getting financial statements from us every month, like, hey, here's how we did. Good luck reading this you are getting the actual PDF bank statement of each company. So you can actually go in there and see every dollar going in, every dollar going out. We upload that statement. So as soon as we purchase a property, we upload the settlement statement. 
as soon as we sell a property, we upload the settlement statement. So we are fully transparent. If you invest with us, it's like you have eyes in this office. And that's what makes us really unique. And that's the second part. And the third part is collective decision-making. So even though we operate at a GTLP structure, and Nick Danani, who is the CEO and the only GP in this company, we are essentially into making collective decision-making. And uh, we like to call everybody and make that decision. So for example, if it's like a small decision such as, hey, should we sign this tenant or not? We're not going to bother anyone. But if it's a matter of like refinancing or selling or exiting, then we're going to go give everyone a call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so wait, wait, can, you, can you take me through the process of not being a, a, a firm that doesn't make money off promote? How does that look like? It's pretty interesting. I mean, so we make money because we are the biggest stakeholder in each project ourselves. So we are when we launch a project, we are taking 20 to 25% equity in the project ourselves. So that is the way that we are essentially building equity ourselves. Now, we do have a very simple fee structure, and that fee structure is, we call it 522. So it's a 5% one-time fee on the total project cost for the lifetime of the project. And then there is a 2% money management fee that's annual on the amount of equity raised. And then if the project does better than 12% IRR, we will take 2% of the net profit only, not of the entire project, just the net profit. 1% will go to charity uh, to say, thank you, God. And 1% will be split amongst the employees as bonuses for working hard. So for us, this is all about, it's it's all about making sure that everyone wins, right? We're, we're, we're playing positive sum games. We want to make sure the investors are winning. We are winning and everybody around us is also winning. So that, that's what it's like to to not charge any promote. I've never, I've, uh, first of all, you know, putting yourself as a, as a, I, I feel like maybe the larger LP, right? In each of your projects, I assume, right? At 25%, it's pretty big, unless you have a few institutionals that are doing a lot of uh, big investments. But I assume you're the largest one and making that decision of saying, yes, I know how to make money. You know, my R- IRR is pretty good. I know how to, to pay back investors, but not, not only that, I'm going to pay myself and I'm going to pay bonuses to my uh, employees and send money to charity. So incorporating all that into, you know, if you're doing a research on a property or if you're doing underwriting, right, you already take into account all these numbers. And I can't, like, I don't know of any other firm that has charity within their, you know, market research or underwriting where they plan that out within their uh, financial model. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's the first time I'm hearing about this. I love it. Um, Yeah, we have, we We've been very blessed. And so that's why for us, it's very important to give back to the community as well. I love that. So let's look at the, you know, comparing, as I said, the last, let's say 10 to 13 years to now. How how are things different from you and how does your strategy kind of stand out of the crowd in these times? Yeah, absolutely. So when we first started this company, we were actually developing, we started by developing convenience stores. We have our own brand called 24-7. We've developed over 40 locations here in Houston. Then the projects and the investors started getting bigger. So this company started with one investor. Today, we can proudly say we have over 1,900 unique investors across 20 different states and three different provinces in Canada. And by the way, the marketing budget is nearly nothing. So this is all word of mouth. So people have essentially heard about our returns and they've come back to us and said, hey, I have a friend or I have a family member and this is how we grow organically. Mm-hmm. We then started moving on after gas stations, started moving on to shopping centers. We started acquiring and developing them, smaller ones, 25, 40, 50,000 square feet. And then we started getting into multifamily. So our first multifamily exited for 30% IRR, and that exited in June of 2021. 
And since then, we have over 3,000 Class A plus multifamily units in the pipeline, all here in Houston. So that's been over the past 10 to 12 years. Now, as the markets kind of shifted, the interest rates rose. Of course, there was a little bit of volatility, a little bit of uncertainty. We found our strategy to still be the same because we like to buy at the right price, right? If the project doesn't make sense to us, we are not going to launch it to the public because we are also investing in each project ourselves, right? Our goal is to make money and to preserve that capital. Now, in a high interest rate environment, buying land, just land, is always a great investment because it gives you a little bit of flexibility. You can hold on to it. You can develop it when the time is right, and it will always appreciate in value. So for us to buy land in areas that are high traffic, in areas that we believe are going to grow because Houston as a city is growing... The scope is is getting larger and lar- larger by the day. There is more people moving here to, to the south and especially in Houston. So we feel good about purchasing land mm-hmm. and buying at the right price. Now, there are some deals that are coming by, even in a higher interest rate environment, and we feel like we can add value to them as well. So for example, shopping centers, we acquire shopping centers, we add the value to them, and we can go ahead and go ahead and uh, lease them up at a higher rate, increase the NOI make it a little bit more pretty. So we we feel like we can really add that value on, on acquisitions as well. That's great. It's it's like if you believe in the what you've invested in or what you're investing in, it's like, hold on, right? It's it's interest rates are not going to really, I mean, historically, they should be at this level, right? This is where they more or less should be. And the ability to kind of deal with that at this time and you know, keeping the same strategy and still seeing profitable investments or at least ones that you believe in, that's really cool. A lot of people are kind of, there, there are people that are struggling because of this current situation. So it's pretty cool. Right. So how do, how do you, if we already talked about interest rate, right? And you talked about how you're a little bit unique and how you run the investments. What is your kind of the debt strategy, right? When you look at, at, at debt in general, like how, what decisions are you making today about taking debt compared to what you've done, let's say two, three, five years ago? Yeah. So the, the company has never shied away from leverage because of course, with leverage, you can grow faster. We are always looking for the best rates. Now, because of our track record, we are able to get better rates than most people in the market. For example, if you look at today, like construction loans are, are nearly impossible to get, to get by today. If you are someone that is just starting out, mm-hmm. if you've been in the business for 10 to 12 years like us, you have a track record, you have a not just a great project history, but also a great history of having debt and paying it down and making sure that everything is getting done on time, you can get a more favorable rate. Um, the thing is, is that we have vendors and bankers from all across the US. So we are sourcing everybody, the local banks. So we're sourcing Wall Street with CMBS. So there is always opportunity. And I feel like with our track record, we can really get the best rate for our project. Now, all that being said, if it's purchasing land, Often it's it's better to to buy cash, but it all depends on what you plan on doing with it, right? If you're sitting on it, it's probably best to buy cash. If you're going to develop on it, then possibly you can get some leverage as well. But we have found the most success and the most and the best returns in some of our land projects is when there is no debt on the land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does sound like a like a smart decision to make, you know, when you look at land that you're not going to develop and putting it cash only. What is the benefit? Of, and I'm seeing we talked about several you know, property types. You talked about retail stores and convenience stores and multifamily. What's the benefit of having so many types of assets within your portfolio? 
The best part is diversification. I would also add, we just purchased a trophy asset here in the Galleria submarket, a 400,000 square foot building. It, so office is also included in, in the portfolio. It's all about diversification, right? So if you if you do over 100 projects, you have to have a diverse portfolio because there are some years where residential will do really well. There are some years where commercial will do really well. There are some years where office will do really well. If you blend it all together, that's essentially what gives you your strong returns, right? If you were to only invest in just shopping centers, for example, there mm-hmm. could be a couple of years where retail takes the hit. Well, how are you going to hedge against that, right? Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that we're investing in everything. And not only that, but we have over 1,900 investors, right? Not everyone has a different asset style, right? Everyone has a different investing style. Some people don't touch don't touch commercial at all. They just want to get into to multifamily. There are some people that will not touch office, but will get into land only. So we're also essentially kind of making sure that everyone's investment appetite gets satisfied, while at the same time strengthening the portfolio by diversifying it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. And obviously, I assume that there are also let's say this, if I would start today, right? And I would want to do my first deal or my second deal today, where would you focus your your efforts in terms of, of type of asset? Land is always a great, especially in like a high interest rate environment. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually just closed on about uh, 30 acres here in Porter, Texas. Great location, hard corner off of a highway. And there is already interest in in some people wanting to purchase some of the pad sites, right? So it's always a great investment to be able to purchase land and sit on it and then try to market it to people that may want to develop on it themselves. Even though we are developers ourselves, but sometimes yeah. it makes more sense to buy the land, sell a portion of it, and then go ahead and do multifamily in the back. That's that's our bread and butter. I love it. And 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 since you're uh, you're in charge of investor relations, right? You talk about 1900 mm-hmm. investors. How complicated it is to 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 actually manage so many investors with have they have so many so many asset types that they like they have specific criteria and things that they want to see how how complicated does that get? I would say it's actually probably the most fun part about my job the fact that I get to talk to so many people I get to learn not only about their lives but also kind of like what they're looking for and I start to see some trends right. It's about like there are certain people in certain ages will that'll only go for certain assets or that'll only go for certain leverage. And the best part about learning all of this is that it helps us form kind of like a baseline of what our investors are looking for, right? At the end of the day, every investor just wants one thing. They just want to make money, right? For us, it's about being transparent with them. It's about keeping them in the loop. It's about calling them in when there's big decisions to make. Every quarter when we do a distribution event, we've got three, 400 people here picking up checks. So it's kind of like a grand party. We've got DJ and music. It's it's really incredible. And this is why we call all 1,900 of our investors our DPEC family, because they're a part of this company. They are the reason why this company is here, why we're standing here. And so not complicated at all, fairly simple and and a lot of fun. That's all, that's all I have to say. Can I come to one of these parties? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I have to bring my check though. I have to bring my check. You're always welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I'm going to be in Houston uh, sometime this year. So I'm definitely going to jump by to say hi. I'm by the office. I'd love it. I'd love it. And uh, yeah, so we have the 15 to 20 minute rule. We always do that, but we never leave any one of our guests without the time for what we call a shameless plug, which is where you shamelessly sell 
talk about what you're doing right now, offer something that you are doing today. If it's a, a, if you're looking for assets, if you're looking for LPs, if you have a new deal out there, this is your time to shine. So take it away and uh, let our listeners know what you're looking for. Absolutely. We are, so we are actually very excited to break ground on possibly in the next 12 months on over a thousand multifamily units, uh, class A. Now these are projects that have already launched. We always have new projects launching. I would recommend anybody that wants to learn more about what we do to go to www.thananipeg.com slash contact us. Or if you even go to the website, you go to contact us, you can let us know exactly what you're looking for. Be a part of our distribution list. Stay in the loop because we're launching project at least 12 to 15 projects a year. So you never want to miss out. So I, I recommend everyone to go in there and sign up. I would also like to say that, you know, in 2021, we had a, this company ended with a weighted IRR of 33% across all projects and exits. In 2022, that number was 46%. So 2022 was a great year for us. We did $247 million in acquisitions and about $66 million in dispositions. And we are on track. Well, we hit one, we hit $1 billion in transactions in AUM last year. We celebrated with the Grand Gala with over a thousand people, and we hope to hit 1.5 billion this year. So I would say, you know, follow us on Instagram as well, Vinani PEG, and we look forward to having you part of the DPEC family and really keeping you in the loop with kind of what we're doing and making sure that we can not only preserve your wealth, but also grow it as well. Oh, what a great channel spy. I think one of the best ones. We're also going to have all the links in the description in the bio, both on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube all the channels, you can know exactly where to go. So yeah, that was a great episode. I loved it. There was a lot of value in there. So yeah, Asan, thank you so much for coming to the episode and joining me. Thank you for joining us. Check out more episodes on the Dealmakers podcast available on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, and Agora's website at agorareal.com slash podcast. See you in the next episode.